Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Resentment Locks You In. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today, I would like to talk about resentment. It's one of my favorite topics, and I mention it over and over and over again. In every one of my books, in every one of my audios, in every one of my articles, I talk about resentment. And I want you to understand how important it is to let resentment go. It is so important because resentment is the thing that tends to lock you in to things that you don't want to be locked into. We shouldn't be locked into anything, but especially things that you hate, things that you dislike, people who hurt you, events that are embarrassing, events that where you were intimidated or teased or failings in life or things that that bother you physically. Resentment locks you into them. Now, let's talk about why that happens. First of all, resentment is, it's a kind of a rebound thing. It's a kind of a second, it's like a second emotion. It's like a double take. It, it gets you coming and going. Somebody sneaks up behind you and, or let me, let me give you a, a good example because it'll have different aspects of the process in it. You're sitting there and you're studying something. You're kind of, you're not totally aware. You're not particularly in a meditative state of mind where you're objective and a little bit distant to things. You're totally engrossed in something. And somebody comes up and they say, boy, you sure are, you know, you sure do look tired. And they catch you in an unaware moment. And you don't like the fact that they sneaked up on you. You don't like what they said. You don't like the implication. And there's a bit of intimidation involved in it, in that there may be some truth to it. You can't really dismiss it because there may be some truth to it. On the other hand, they just said something, and it's not that big a deal, but you resent the intimidation. You detect, you detect the, um, what's the word to use? You resent the attack upon your sovereignty. See, the ego, as one man said, the ego doesn't take lightly, doesn't take lightly any attack upon its uh, sovereignty. Because we're always trying to play God. We want to be God. We want to be right and never wrong. And we want to be admired and worshipped. And we don't want to look bad. And if somebody sneaks up on you and gets to you, see, your ego doesn't like that. And so what does it do? It resents it. And so what is resentment then but a secondary emotion? See, just the first, mo the first emotion, you could easily survive it. Somebody walks up to you and they say, hey, you look tired. 
Well, you could just say, yeah, I, I feel tired. Or you could say, or you could think, yeah, he's right. Or you could have a laugh over it. You see what I mean? It could easily be dismissed. But if you resent it, if you resent it, then what it means is that your ego is seeking to reassert its mastery of the moment. It's seeking to to come out on top. And and when you resent, it's because in reality you were intimidated. And the and the only ego response left to try to come out on top is to resent. And then after you resent, then your choices are either to do something to them, say something to them, say the same thing back to them, or to resent and retreat into your imagination and stew in your juices and hate them and think about what they say that for and I got to get even with them. And maybe, you know, you think of some way of getting back at them or you just sit there and you, you rethink of the moment when they said it and you didn't like it and you just think about it over and over and over again, each time resenting it, each time seeming to come out on top, but you're not really coming out on top. Because what's happening is that your ego is trying to survive as an ego, as king or queen, as lord over everything. And the only way your ego can do that is by continuing to resent over and over and over and over again. So it's it's very self-defeating, just over and over and over again. Each time what you're doing is reinforcing the worst part of yourself. See, the worst part of you is this pride. And this pride, it survives separate from God, separate from the Creator, separate from love, separate from understanding, separate from wisdom, separate from God's peace of mind, separated from reason, separated from dignity. Se see what I mean? Separated from virtue and from, and from character. And the ego survives with, by that. And it reinforces what is wrong. And it makes you wronger. And then maybe you see that you're wronger. Or you see that you were defeated. Or you see that they got to you and then you resent that. And then you resent yourself. So how do you win in that moment? How do you win? Well, what did Christ say? He said, resist not evil. Do you understand? Resent not evil. Don't resent it. Don't resist it by resenting. And then, secondly, Paul said, overcome evil with good. Now, how do you do that? How do you, how do you overcome evil with good? You stay attached to the good. See, you're not good. Christ said, why do you call me good? There's no one good but God. But God is good, and his light is good, and his truth is good, and his sweetness is good, and his forgiveness and his mercy, and they're all good. So stay close to him. Stay close to him by not indulging the resentment, by not giving in to the secondary emotion of resentment, by not trying to win by intimidation, or win by lording it over someone in your fantasy, or win by getting even with them. Just bear maybe a little bit of pain. Maybe somehow it brings a little bit of pain. Maybe it doesn't. See, eventually the day will come where they'll say something like that and won't, you won't even notice it, or you'll hear it and it goes in one ear and out the other. But right now, it somehow gets to you. So just, just notice that. Bear the little bit of pain. See it. 
and let it go. Do you understand? Let it go, let it go. And then you will have not only survived the moment, but you know what? You actually become a little bit stronger. See, every time you overcome in the right way, instead of with anger, instead of resentment, see, if you remain calm and a little bit detached and not angry, not resentful, do you see that there's something else that can make you strong? See, it's just like when you go to work somewhere and you, your muscles develop, your coordination develop, your skills develop, and you become stronger. The athlete becomes stronger through, through competition. The wrestler becomes stronger. The basketball player becomes stronger and better by way of competition. You see what I mean? Being tested. Even gravity. You know, they say that if you, if you went into outer space, then very quickly your body would begin to deteriorate because you don't have gravity to constantly struggle against. When I say struggle, I don't mean struggle, but I mean move against and remain strong. So I want you to see that all these little things can actually help you to grow stronger. And you will grow stronger. And you'll grow better and more gracious. Each time the temptation presents itself and you let it pass without resenting it, you remain attached. You remain close to your inner source and you remain in God's good graces. Well, I just want to remind you that we do have a listener call in line. If you'd like to call and leave a question, all you have to do is call my voicemail. You can call 24-7. You can call right now if you like. The number is 510-455-8851. Got a question? Go ahead. Leave a question. And you know what? I might use your voice on the air. That way, not only will I help you, but I can also help other people at the same time. Because a lot of times when you have a question, other people have the same question or the same kind of question. The number to call is 510-455-8851. We have a lot of resources. You know, I've written a lot of books here on Amazon. For the topic of resentment, well, how about uh, becoming a friend of God? That's one of the first books I wrote. It's a beautiful book. Becoming a Friend of God. And so, the secret is to learn not to resent it, not to overcome it in an egotistical way. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't get your, your thing back. Let's say somebody stole your bicycle. All right, you see they stole your bicycle. You don't like it. It's a bit painful, but you don't resent them. So you say, give me my bicycle back, and they laugh. Ha, ha, ha. No. All right. Then you go to your parent. Your parent calls the police. The police come out. The police get your bicycle back. You see what I mean? So you get it back. And so you don't have to succumb. Why is it that in the intimidators win and, and bad people? people win and wicked people win and bad things happen and they seem to win over you. It's because you re see you fall away from your true ground of being. See, if you remain close to, to the Heavenly Father and to his, his, his power, you would have his protection, you would have his approval, and you would stand on what's right. You know when you're right, you know how much firmer a foundation you have, much firmer footing you have than when you're wrong. Have you ever been wrong, you know, guilty of something that's not, that's not true or not honest? It's a little bit sneaky, a little bit shady. 
or something like that. And then you don't have a, a leg to stand on, do you? Because somehow you know you're wrong. But if you, if you haven't done anything wrong, and you're right, and you know that you're right, and you don't doubt yourself. See, that's the other thing. Don't try to make you doubt yourself. So you, you stand on what's right, and you know that you're right, and nobody can make you doubt yourself. And you're not angry, but you just, you just want right to prevail. Then you have a very firm foundation. And even more so, you may even have God's power. See, God, God gives his power to the weak. Wasn't it, Paul, that God said that my strength is made perfect in your weakness? Something like that. So when you reach the end of your rope, when you've gone as far as you can go, and you've stood your ground, and you didn't doubt what's right, and you clung to what's right, and you didn't resent them, and you're standing your ground, then at that point, at that point, when your strength, you have no, you have, you, you need something extra that you don't have, then God helps you in some way. He gives you power or he arranges things so that there's an out or that, so that things work out. What does it say in the Bible? It said, all things work for the good for those who love the Lord. Why don't you take advantage of some of the resources that I have at my website? In fact, you can go to Amazon and uh, you can find my books there and you can actually preview them. You know how you can preview books on Amazon. It's very, very easy to do. And of course, I have a lot of free resources. So take advantage of the free resources at SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net or SheddingShackles.us. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. So let's go over the ground one more time. When something gets to you, when you've been bested, when you've been overcome, when you've been fooled, when you've been tricked, when you've been abused, when you've been violated, when you've been shocked. See, sometimes little children, people, the people near them, their parents, other kids, brothers and sisters, can do things that are shocking and can do things that are rude and brazen and unfair or seductive, or cruel. It's shocking. It's shocking to the psyche of a little child to see, to see a brazen mother, or a mother that always wins, that puts you down. And when you try to defend yourself, she's so clever, she puts you down. Or an older brother who always hits you in the arm or hurts you. Or a sister who says mean things about you or who lies about you. It's shocking. It's shocking to see people behave in an undignified way or in a wicked way, a crude way. It's shocking. And the little child is shocked, even by injustice. See, in little children can see that there's something wrong with injustice. They see it. And then they look to their parent for their parent to validate what they see and for the parent to say, well, now that wasn't fair. 
you know, saying to the other, to the person who did the unjust thing, that wasn't fair, that wasn't right. Now I want you to give that back. See, it validates what the child knows in its in her heart or in his heart. But if the parent doesn't validate, or if the parent sides with the person who did something wrong, the human being is very, 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 very sensitive. These things are shocking. And so it's painful enough to see shocking things or mean things or rude things or wicked things. It's painful enough to have someone tease you or something like that. But when you resent it, see, when you resent it, it means that your little ego, your little pride, which you inherit, you can't help it, is seeking to overcome, to rise on top of whatever it was. And it's not an easy thing to do. First of all, the person who is shocking or crude or wicked or mean or violent, the intimidator, the bully, see, a parent or an older brother, sister, another kid or someone, they're usually bigger than you, they're smarter than you, they're more clever, and they've done it a lot, and so they know how to do it. And besides, they already got to you, see. So there's that intimidation factor, that intimidation factor, the unfinished business factor. Somebody does something rude and then and then they don't apologize, or they do something rude and they pretend that they didn't do it, or they do something rude and then they, they deny that they did it, or they accuse you of doing it. Do you see? And each one of these things, what's really happening is that the dark side, operating through them, they don't even know that it's operating through them, is seeking to get you to resent and then to seek to overcome in an egotistical way, in an angry way, in a resentful way. And then all you can do is either become them and do the same thing to others that they did to you, or try to overcome them, which is not an easy thing, because what if you did? What if you were able to intimidate the other person? Well, then you become just like them. See what I mean? And so you don't have to succumb. But see what makes us succumb. See, why is it that in the intimidators win, and, and bad people win, and wicked people win, and bad things happen, and they seem to win over you. It's because you, re see, you fall away from your true ground of being. See, if you remain close to, to the Heavenly Father and to his, his, his power, you would have his protection, you would have his approval, and you would stand on what's right. You know when you're right, you know how much firmer a foundation you have, much firmer footing you have than when you're wrong. Have you ever been wrong, you know, guilty of something that's not that's not true or not honest? It's a little bit sneaky, a little bit shady, or something like that. And then you don't have a, a leg to stand on, do you? Because somehow you know you're wrong. But if you, if you haven't done anything wrong, and you're right, and you know that you're right, and you don't doubt yourself. See, that's the other thing. They'll try to make you doubt yourself. So you, you stand on what's right and you know that you're right, and nobody can make you doubt yourself, and you're not angry, but you just, you just want right to prevail, then you have a very firm foundation. What does it say in the Bible? It said, all things work for the good for those who love the Lord. See, sometimes you, have, you lose a little something. All right, someone stole your bicycle, you couldn't get it back. But if you proceed with dignity, with graciousness, without anger, without resentment. It's painful. You don't like it, but you don't get all bummed out and resentful over it. And you carry on with dignity 
and you don't try to get even and you don't try to do it to somebody else, then you have God's approval. And you know what? He'll somehow, at some point, you'll get a new bicycle. Someone will give you one. Or you'll find a beautiful bicycle that's, you know, somebody's getting rid of it. They say, hey, you can have it for free or I'll give it to you for five bucks. See? Or later in life, something very wonderful will happen that makes the bicycle thing totally insignificant. There are examples in the Bible of people who, who were treated rudely. Remember Joseph? Remember all the awful things they did to him? But he remained noble. He remained dignified. And uh, God rewarded him. So look unto God. Look unto Jesus. And let go of the resentment. Now, sometimes people are very clever at sneaking up on you in an unaware moment. A moment where you are, maybe an emotional moment. Maybe you're laughing or you're, you're excited about something. And that's when they sneak up because they realize that your consciousness is a bit lowered. So you're not in a calm, detached, meditative state. Or they see that you're not feeling well. You know, they come up and say, Oh, well, you look like you certainly have been having a bad day. See? And do you see the wickedness of it? They attack you when you're down. They do it in a way that seems like they're just saying something. And there's a little bit of truth in it. You are having a bad day. You see what I mean? And so any of those can contribute to making it that makes it so that you have a hard time dismissing it and letting it go and it tempts you to resent it so don't resent it let it go bear the little bit of pain and let it go don't resent the person don't resent the remark don't resent yourself let it go let it go and then you will have not only survived the moment but you know what you actually become a little bit stronger See, every time you overcome in a right way, instead of with anger, instead of resentment, see, if you remain calm and a little bit detached and not angry, not resentful, do you see that there's something else that can make you strong? See, it's just like when you go to work somewhere and you, your muscles develop, your coordination develop, your skills develop. And you become stronger. The athlete becomes stronger through, through competition. The wrestler becomes stronger. The basketball player becomes stronger and better by way of competition. You see what I mean? Being tested. Even gravity. You know, they say that if you, if you went into outer space, then very quickly your body would begin to deteriorate because you don't have gravity to constantly struggle against. And when I say struggle, I don't mean struggle, but I mean move against and remain strong. So... I want you to see that all these little things can actually help you to grow stronger. And you will grow stronger. And you'll grow better and more gracious. Each time the temptation presents itself and you let it pass without resenting it, you remain attached. You remain close to your inner source. And you remain in God's good graces. We have a lot of resources. You know, I've written a lot of books there on Amazon. For the topic of resentment, well, how about um, Becoming a Friend of God? That's one of the first books I wrote. It's a beautiful book. Becoming a Friend of God. 
Or how about um, helping and healing the inner you? See, we all have this inner person that's buried under thousands and thousands of layers of corruption. Every time you resent someone, see, in every trauma, the outside gets on the inside. The identity of the outside gets on the inside. And inside, it slowly begins to take you over. The next time you resent somebody, notice how the outside gets on the inside. Their personality, what they said, what they did, the scene where you resented them, thinking about them, fantasizing about them, reliving what they did, it gets on the inside. But what I want you to see is that it's actually the identity. Even a memory, any kind of a trauma, any time that something gets on the inside, you get a little, a little replica of it, a little hologram of it, a little piece of it, a little a seed of it. The spiritual genes of, of it get on the inside. And not only does the, thing, the image of the thing itself, in other words, the memory, but also a spiritual imprint. The imprint of the spirit of violation, the spirit of the violator gets inside and then begins to operate through you. It wants to become you, and it wants to use you as a vehicle for its uh, nefarious deeds. That's why you become like the mother you hated, or the father you hated, or the bully you hated. You become them, and inside, it's growing up in you. You may repress it. You may hide it. You try to cover it up. You pretend it's not there, but it starts to come out. And then it does to other people what that person did to you. Do you understand? But now, the beginning is to just simply see that they were a victim too. Something was in them. It wasn't them. It was the trauma in them, the sin in them. Paul, remember Paul said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I do. And I can only come to the conclusion that's the sin that made a home in me that's doing it. So now you understand they were victims too, so forgive them. Forgive the person. The person was a victim. They were a vehicle of it. All right. Now, but you don't want to hate it either. Just see it for what it is in others and in you and learn to deal with it. Learn how to deal with it properly, masterfully, so that it won't get through you to do to others anymore. And the beginning of learning how to cope with it and deal with it is to not resent it. That's your Achilles heel. That's where you make your big mistake. You think that resenting it is some little thing. You think you have a right to resent. But when you do, it wins. And not only does it win, but it gets inside. So why don't you take advantage of some of the resources that I have at my website? And of course, I have a lot of free resources. So take advantage of the free resources at SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. 
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.